West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 10th of May 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan and Sean Diffley. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It is Wednesday evening once again, and a wet, miserable, cold one it is here in West Limerick. And you're welcome to Western Community Radio Station, broadcasting on 102 FM. And from Newcastle West, this program is called County View. It's going out every Wednesday night from half past nine to eleven. My name is Pat O'Donovan, and Tom Ryan is our usual panelist here, and he's just arrived, just like a minute or two behind myself. I, I almost finished up tonight. Nearly, he was nearly in before me. And Sean Diffley, of course, from Fines. And gentlemen, you are very, very welcome. Strangely enough, we rarely have women on this programme. Tom, do you notice that? And we've had a lady in here in a long, long time. Pat, I have some reason. Nothing to do with that, thanks for your <laughs> Yeah, and the rare things are gone. Sh- shall I say no more? <laughs> maybe, no, that's, that's maybe men are safer among men nowadays, are there? <laughs> you have one person, sure, from a skate, and it's... Carmel Ryan Carmel, comes Carmel occasionally. person in Holland football, you name it. Uh, gentlemen and ladies and listeners and all knows whatever you're having yourself. Uh, this program is live here on this Wednesday night, so if you want to call us in or text in on any topic whatsoever, 0696600 or 0876698800. The Eurovision was on last night for those who like that kind of stuff. And, of course, we have GSOC there with one of their leading investigators in GSOC attending a party of a released man from jail, a man who was released from jail that, that same day. Strange times indeed we live in. And we have the Garda Shikhanid themselves, the people who have been faced with probes by GSOC. They are now concerned that some of their private information may have been leaked on to other people, which is a possibility. And another little item I see there during the past few days, we've got 78 million fewer UK birds now compared to 1970. And also I saw on something else I was looking at that since we joined the EU, basically, that whole area has changed considerably, whether the EU was the cause of it. Modern farming, I put a little piece there in the Weekly Observer this week about the cuckoo, who I was listening to for a couple of hours one morning last week. He's gone very scarce. I was talking to a young lady last evening, she was 16, and I said to her, did you hear the cuckoo? Cuckoo, what's the cuckoo? She said, cuckoo clock, you mean? Don't know nothing about the cuckoo. She was a town, but it, it was a, a, a fairly small town. Arn Craigs and Sean Diffley, of course, we will up on all those kind of boards of love about Tom, but it, it has got an awful cleaning out since my young days. We used to be listening to the snipe there in the winter evenings, the snipe. Also very, very much, very, very scarce now as well. So, d- ladies and gentlemen and listeners, wherever you are, 
just give us a shout. We also have hate speech. We got a message in there from Pat Mack last week about the hate speech bill that was going through the doll. Tom seemed to think it was a good idea, but many people have been on to me since that it is not a very good idea because it is too loose, too many loopholes and too much dangerous for people like Tom Ryan himself, who might be fairly open-minded with his opinions and comments and he would finish up before the course, as it could be considered hate speech. Tom, we'll start with something that you know some bit about, the GAA. And, of course, you and I have been on about it. I mentioned it here myself some weeks ago that many of the important matches in Munster were not available on national television, free to air, as they call it. Uh, the paywall, I wasn't familiar with that phrase. It's yet another new thing that has crept into the GA. But I'll say no more, Tom. Well, Pat, it's become a, <coughs> a big controversial item in all the media this week. Politicians, T-shirts, and tarnishers, and everyone is having a say, having their say in it. And it I took them a long time to wake up. I didn't think it? that I, I I put you at the top of the list about in this issue and this program in particular because we've been talking about it for a long, long time. Even when the Sky Corporation had it, you know, you, you were the one man to, that came out very, very strong always, and I think you had plenty of support around the table here, no matter what case we had in, you know, and um, it's, an, it's an absolute disgrace. But it, I suppose, like everything else, Pat, you know, it, 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 the debate that has started now isn't a bad thing because it uncovered the actual, the, the joint ownership between the, the GA and RT, like in the GA Go. Which is it kind of surprised me a bit, you know. I, I didn't. I thought that um, I'm a long enough a member of the GA and have served as boss in, in every in every capacity in a, in a voluntary basis, as a player and as an official and as a coach and as a manager. And you name it. I I I, have, I was in it, but I I always questioned the actual motives of Croke Park, you know. I mean, and that's unfortunately what is not happening now. And uh, you know, you're left and. You have pointed out rightly and very strongly over the years your own input into it, and Sean and everybody, that every volunteer, and there are hundreds of thousands of them all over the country, like, and the way their opinion and their, their has, has been ignored completely, and the money racket that the GA are now, uh, you know, on top of that, getting 30 or 40 million from the government as well. I mean, it's an absolute disgrace what's going on. And again, the GA have ignored all that. You know, they don't take notice. They just do their own thing. They have their their own buses, and they want they want an actual fact answer to anybody in, within or without the association. Sean, um, like the cuckoo and and the rare birds, uh, the, the GA players uh, years ago we knew them all. We heard them from Mihalo here and. <coughs> We, we knew the names, we knew the counties, we could name them all up, literally. But it's changed totally and completely. Now the young ones of today, they can name Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Brighton, whatever you have in yourself, and they couldn't name the local teams for you. Well, you see, I think that that's all partly to do with how the thing has been broadcast because of a Sunday you had your games of a Sunday you had maybe three or four fellas commenting different games at different times of the day but come Sunday night 
there was a man who's a Limerick man called Sean O'Callaghan, and he gave a rundown of all the Gaelic games of the day. So we were in no loss when we gone to school. We could talk about Laurie Maher, or we could talk about Eddie Kerr, or we could talk about the records from Wexford, because they were on, on, on our ears. We, we, we heard it every Sunday. I mean, when I was eight years of age, Pat, my father took me in over to style inside in uh, Limerick to make sure that I'd see Christy Ring and I'd seen him in two matches. Now, children are being denied this. Even I was at the Clare Limerick match and there was a little girl sitting alongside me, delightful company. And she was 11 and a half years of age. And for her ticket, there was 25 euros paid. So that she'd have a seat in the stand. No, I mean, I don't know where people are coming from. Could you carry a bunch of kids now from a school? The financial burden that would put on people if they had three or four from a family going in and you having to pay this kind of money. Like, Pat knows here. You both know the kind of financial burden that people have. And I want to see kids in places like Northern Ireland, where you'd Kilkenny and uh, Antrim playing. I mean, it is so important that that match be shown because the people who were playing against Kilkenny had to go through the ringer to be able to play Holland in this country and a lot more of the six counties with them. So I have a big thing about anything being charged for above and beyond what it should be. You know, I can understand everybody needing a charge if it was only for an old local field. Everyone will put their hand in their pocket for the few bob. But by God, when it comes down to fleecing people, people should look at this. This is our national game. Tom, this goes back a long way. And I've remarked, I was very, very involved with GA over the years at county board level, every level. And in, in, in most organisations that I'd be familiar with, then gradually t there was a time that they elected, as an AGM, they elected the top table, and you had so many representatives from different organisations or clubs or groups or whatever the hell it was, and they all had their say. Then you had subcommittees, and then you had the executive committee, and the power was completely removed from the ordinary Joe Soap, plus the fact that the few that were inclined to talk up anyway, they were literally silenced because they wouldn't get any favours if they were asking too many awkward questions, they wouldn't get matches postponed or whatever, whatever, whatever. And therefore, the link with the ordinary person has been broken a long time. And you have this executive, special executive, as I from the top, like the government and others, they're not connected to the ordinary Joseph and, and the ordinary people. Well, Pat, they don't. They have no regard for the ordinary people anyway. That's the one thing, and this comes from Crow Park downwards without any trick. I mean, we've looked into this, Pat, very carefully and fairly over the past couple of years, and recently over the past couple of months, <coughs> and the structures within the GA and the way it's been managed, and uh, they, they, they say that they that the counties have every every county has a representative in central council. Every county and all the the units uh, overseas and uh, have the same have the same have have the same entitlement, and uh, you know. But there's very little debate or at that at that level 
with the people that go to these representations. I mean, you have a pain in your a pain in your teeth nearly from speaking about it. Of all the people and of all the programs, this one has has highlighted the issue of people at council level and at GA level and at every level, people that are, are that are entrusted and elected to go and represent the local the local people, the people that 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 want them to that want representation and have their say and ensure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. But Pat, if you, and you're rightly, you're 100% right when you say, if you challenge any aspect of the GA, and if you're anywhere controversial and you can or have a voice or have, you'll be isolated and you won't be supported. And I can, I can write a thesis on that, Pat, myself, you, you know. I was involved with, and I am involved, and always on my life, and at the highest level of management and coaching and every and, and administration. And if you are, if you're not, if you don't, play, I mean, follow the party line and go to floor and go to the, the people that, that that are running the show, well, then, like you're isolated and you're not supported by the grassroots either. I was never supported by the grassroots when when I was really. I mean, bullied and blackguarded by the Limerick County Board. Sean, it goes back a bit. Um, back, Sky was the first thing, as Tom referred to there earlier on, which we highlighted way back then. It deprived people in nursing homes, especially, I think, a lot of those people in hospitals and nursing homes, of which there are many, many, many. You have people living in rural areas, people haven't the modern technology they were isolated for a start that's nine years ago that's going on then a few years is it this year or last year maybe they brought in the cash only at the gate that eliminated likes me and tom ryan because we are cash only people we wouldn't be familiar with the modern technology i wouldn't anywhere about tom i'm so, a pilot pet so that eliminated that lot i know many a person <coughs> that went to the gate and they were turned away the one that in because they didn't have it on their phone but yet, last Sunday, I was in at the football match and the other hurling matches as well. They're taking money, all right, for the, the programmes, but they can't take cash at the gate. Can you explain? Can someone explain? They'll take cash for programmes, but not for entrance. Well, I'll explain it very, very simply to you. Now, I had uh, to that my daughter ordered our tickets for the Clare Limerick match from Belfast. That had to be ordered over a phone because I know nothing about that kind of technology and I'm not going to learn about it. Why the hell should I? I can live my life without that kind of having to have a piece and a sheet of paper saying you have two tickets, 21 and 23. Do you know what I mean, Pat? This, this is wrong. This is wrong to put this on older people. Why, sh- why should you? I, I was always used to putting my hand in my pocket and paying for what I got at the gate. Do you know what I mean? I hope Tom Ryan is taking note of what we are saying because you, you referred to it earlier on. We had Sunday night, we had Sean Ogre Calicon, which was a, a, a delight to listen to with a beautiful, oh, yeah, voice. beautiful voice. He gave every county in Ireland do, down to, to underage matches as well huh. of a Sunday night. That's totally discarded and gone now. It is mainly rugby, soccer, you get at 5 to 11, 10 to 11 of a Sunday night. That was done away with, and that's a hope for a puff out of our politicians. Then we had this famous thing that's wonderful caper that introduced recently, health and safety. So far as you referred to the child at 25 years or 25, 25, they're less under Saturday night, whatever. They all got in free time, as you know, in over the turnstile on the parents' yeah. arms, sat on their lap, 
oh no, that's not on anymore. Health and safety, but just 25 euros per head instead for the GA. So there's a list of them. You have now the situation where people can't attend except to have technology win the phone. Tom, you could write a book in it. Maybe you might think of it the next time you write, if you have space mm-hmm. of what they've done to eliminate the people. Dick Lanigan ourselves here, and nice we refer to the GA, is now third or fourth item on a Monday morning when they're given the results of matches. And of course, what's coming down the line, Tom, is and must come down the line. Players will be demanding to get paid. The big buyers, t- it is professional, but for the ordinary, it is only amateur game. Well, Pat, I've always questioned <laughs> the, the, the financial setup of the GA, you know, and and it definitely, I, I can't, I can't understand like how a country this the our our economy in the, in the, in the in the past ten to twenty years has been very shaky, and we have and we have uh, and the GA have succeeded in getting millions of money for out of the exchequer for themselves. Now that they are the, the, the wealthiest organisation, the average organisation in the world. What their assets are, I'd like to have, have them audited, what, what the assets of the GA are like. And everything that we, that we see, that when, you, when you're talking about the, the actual funding of the, of the GA, all, it all comes down the line, down to the clubs. Well, there's an awful lot of clubs and there's a lot of, there's a lot of red tape to go through before any shilling will be paid out of Crow Park, I guarantee you that. And the, and the whole thing about it, is that the, the the salaries that these executives have been paid, the the way the, these intercounty managers are being paid, and their backup teams, like throughout the whole country, is in a, is a, a, in an amateur organisation. And you rightly said the players who are the kind of father here. I mean, for these gurus, they are they are put through the mill with injuries and with with all that, and they get nothing only. Abuse, like of from the terraces and from the media, you know, if they play bad or if they miss a chance and the whole lot, and there, there are individuals with jobs, with some of them like we having difficulty in holding jobs due to the fact that the demands are so much from them on the GA. The actual, the term that that they're using, we say like the the, the conditions they're using now, Pat, for these matches, that you can only you can't that they won't accept cash. I I think that that's against the law, anyway. It is, yeah. Because I mean, with a ca- I mean, cash is legal tender, and I I don't know how they're getting away with all this. Pat, I can't understand how. And there is no official from within the organisation, county chairman or county secretaries, and they are the they are the drivers, of, and interprovincial chairman and secretaries. There's not one of them opened them out. Why they like the politicians? Crow Park will decide and Crow Park will punish you if you... you I, I've been to one or two uh, <coughs> meetings in Crow Park. I was, uh, I was there I was there once, actually. I was there once in Crow Park. And it was, it was, um, it was time to go and change in the rules and change in the structures of the actual organisation and, uh, and of the competitions. And to see them in action... 
and to see the tactics that they play over on Croke Park with the, the with the children and the bosses they have there and all that, it, they're an absolute disgrace and they're getting away with it, Pat. And I've been challenged in this program and been challenged after oh you're anti G like you're this, you're that. I'm I I'm very much and no one can say I'm anti G. I might hear warden and I mean in my hair. It kinda highlights the fact in many topics across that people don't really care much about anything that concerns themselves. We had the Claire Limerick match, which had a little bit of hype about it, not being shown on free t- television. Then Cork and Tipperary came up, and then all hell broke loose. When, when they woke up the dead, we weren't able to see it. Yes, but it's a fact, Pat, you're right. But I mean, politicians but came in after that. Well, I'll repeat myself, Pat. Yeah. You have been a voice in that area for a long time, but I didn't hear any, I, I've never heard any county chairman taking up the issue here in Limerick, in Cork, I Kerry, you, near enough in Clare. Have you ever gone to Crow Park and said, look, look, this isn't acceptable? No. Just say, follow the crowd in Dola. And if you don't do that, well, then you're, as you said, isolated. And if you stand up at a county board meeting, which we don't even hear that there are now, we don't even hear what goes on, you're t- you know, you're straight away, you're blackmailed. In a, There's in totally lack of leadership because in the old, my wife often remarks on it that in, in, some years ago you had September, the first Sunday of September was Holland, the third Sunday was September, and then winter came on after that. Yeah. For many people now, and mm. older people, and they're talking about mental health, mental health, and health awareness, and all this thing that we're here non-stop. The, the, the people they have mental health now, and, and went to literally starts in July because the holding final football final of the board in July now. Yeah, but you yeah, see, yeah. Tom, July. The, the July, yes. So right, you so can yeah. have soccer and concerts, as yeah. I said about the young lads I've met. They could name Liverpool, Man United. I was in the house the other day and. And match was on. No interest at all. It was Man U and Liverpool, and you'll get more and more and more of that, and a lot less to you in the future. Well, what surprises me about it is that how how the actual how the, how the thing has kept going at all for the year, like how they have been able to maintain the people that I mean the followers, like with the, with the different with the directions that the games have taken. Number one, and uh, you, you know, and then this congested, like I mean. <coughs> season that they have you know if you you see there's, there's the other side of Patty and, and if anyway just in case we, we might be getting have the idea here that we're GA bashing we're not GA bashing we're talking facts and if and if anybody wants to challenge those issues or wants to come in and have their say Pat there's a seat here every night from isn't you know but oh, 069 folks if you want to use a mobile oh, 069 and Jason will take your messages or six nine six six two hundred live until eleven o'clock this Wednesday night. You see, my problem with what you're saying there is that people expect the best game possible from all the different teams, and they come along then and they say, "Oh, uh, they're amateur." If they're amateur, why is it being closed down within a couple of months? Why is it all over within a couple of months? People, your muscles become, uh, uh, what you call it, used to out there training and that. And the next thing is, you're not wanted no mortal next year, like. Where are they playing? Why well, aren't these people playing matches? Well, you see, what happened... Why aren't yeah, What happened, Sean, in that regard was, the debate was on, you see, about, about the season and about the club situation. You see, the clubs, what happened was, you see, was... 
And I was part, uh, not part of it, but it, it happened now in my time as, you know, as being involved at, at inter-county level. You see, what happened was that the county teams had a first call in their players. And you see, you had managers then that were deciding that players weren't to play with their clubs. They had to, so they had a hold of them, you see, and there was no way, you see, then the clubs were idle as a result of this. They couldn't play their matches. So in other words, there was definitely like something had to be done. But what had to be done was a direction from Crow Park that, I mean, what you have rightly said, that these players at inter-county level now are overtrained and they're getting injured as a result of that as well. And now, exactly what you said, but... But but instead of doing nothing, they do go back to the club situation because the club season starts when the intercounty season finishes. So they continue. They're all members of the club. They're all the intercounty players. You see, but if it, if it was done right and if the managers and the coaches and the bosses of teams had been put in their place a long time ago, this wouldn't have happened at all because they were making demands on on players and clubs. Like and I know it because I was I was one of those managers. And you see what, what, what the demands that other counties were, were making and other managers before me and after me were making. But Tom, some time back you have minor hurling, under 20 hurling, that stuff at the present time. It is week in, week after week after week. Again, back some years ago, you'd usually be looking for two weeks of a bit of a break before you go to the final. You had Sligo beaten Kerry there last Saturday, and they're down to play Kildare in the final. Kildare also played last Saturday. They were given one week only to the final. That kind of carry-on is not good either. Oh, it's not. They're just squeezing them in, trying to get rid of them. Yes, trying to get, trying to, to get rid of them. The congested season, you see, is as to this. And you see, the whole thing about it, Pat, is that... What started this big debate now was you had two good holiday matches. Well, for the two good holiday matches, you had a lot of bad matches. And I didn't hear anyone complaining about them about whether they were available or not. But, Tom, they picked two, four teams for two matches that was most likely going to be good matches. Limerick and Clare were, because of last year's most of final, Tip and Cork is never a bad match. They put them on GA to pay. So that's why it highlighted it. and, and they, they put them on specially so as people would have to pay have to pay yeah and, pay. and in the service after that wasn't was breaking down and everything and then you had internet problem and, you yeah. know so it is in a, it is in the right mess now anyway that's what it is but and, we and pay RT for a license it's supposed to be our national game but yet we got four hours of the Queen of England or the Queen of England whatever was happening there last Saturday Shirley sent me in a message to ask about uh, four hours of that yeah well that's correct and then Monday that was a very important thing no, because I watched it four hours of the yeah. King and the Queen of England and, and I was so very impressed with they had now. plenty of space and time to be able to manage that well there was no match on anyway that I'd have, have the, that put a pair for you as well I I, did, but Pat you have a lot of people now in this country we have a lot of them wanted to see that and I and did comment Tom the yeah. three previous weeks there was three weeks running that we had no GA Championship for the match on television but we had ladies rugby and all kinds of queer things that but which would have a small enough following. Yeah. But Pat, they said two officials were talking the other night and they were saying about they picked the best of the matches. But the best of the matches won't make youngsters <laughs> play it. If I, I, I have it in my head like this uh, Antrim 
because of how little people play in a particular county. If you want to promote hurling in that county, you must show it. Mm-hmm. And there must see their people out there. Like from Portugal at Hayden Clare, right up to the Galway border, that match in Limerick put everyone, a hurling in everyone's hand there. Yeah. We'll go to an ad break <laughs> and we'll back to you, sir. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 10th of May 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan and Sean Diffley. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD. Now, folks, back again, and we've got quite a lot of messages here, and we leave the GA, but I don't see much change in folks, and also I'm amazed at the silence out of our politicians, that, that they're so slow on waking up all of them. What does the panel think of the demand for four-day week for sections of the public service regards James Holmes a take? For the week for public servants, sections of the public. For the week, I think they're not able to do what they're <laughs> supposed to do in five days. Tom, well, but, uh, I, well this is uh, like uh, it's, it's become an issue now, and and uh, that um, I, I suppose through the unions and that and uh, there's negotiations at yeah, the no, moment. It's sections of the public. I I, yeah. I misread it. What does the panel think of the demand for a four-day week for sections of the public service? Yeah, but there'll be no sections. Uh, there'll be no sections. Pat, the public service is the public service, and four-day yeah. week. I mean, it's a joke. Like <coughs> as, as Sean has rightly said. Our public service, like I mean, is 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 bloated, over over manned over, and not doing a, not doing a good job at at, at every level. We see the top the top entrance of it, like in the different departments. We see that carry on, and if you watch the the doctors, I mean, if if you watch them and they are when they're coming for the committees to answer questions, you see that attitude. That attitude comes right down the line. It's an, it's a, they're in now at the moment looking for looking for a new pay deal, no national pay deal than with the public. They're all guaranteed their wages, they guarantee their pensions, they're in a very privileged position and in, the most of them don't give top any damn money, go through the motions. And that's that's what I think I mean, for, for for what dealings that I have with them and I have a lot of dealings with them. They're an unbelievable outfit. No and Dan Foley from West Limerick he is not happy with the GA themselves thinks it's outrageous that the common man has to pay for GA games or take and play all repeats 
but not give GA to the public. And, uh, of course, a quick comment on that GA thing. I didn't bother watching it now Sunday nights because I'm getting older and it gets late and I heard people complaining for young children that the GA hurling aspect of it last Sunday night didn't come until about 11 o'clock. Anyway, Dave in the shed in Palace, Kenry. Dave, I hope you put the heater plugged in this evening because there's no flies out. Echoes all the discussion about the GA go, etc., if RT don't broadcast it for free, then the funding should be removed from the GA. That's what Tom Ryan's been shouting here for the past four or five years. They're getting millions and millions. And every time you go to church somewhere, there's a GA church gate collection or a, a draw or a lot or some kind of a thing. A lot of money is flying around there, folks, and the poor players, all they're getting is injuries. John O'Reardon from Granite called, saw an the limit leader in regards to a 16-year-old by being followed by a dog, and the Greenway councillors are calling for more dog wardens. John thinks all dogs should be on leads, not just restricted leads. They're supposed to be on leads, all dogs, John, indeed. And I did read that article myself, and I, it was it a fairly large dog? He was supposed to be, he must have been a very fit 16-year-old if he outran the dog. Uh, Paddy Crowley called, why don't we get the GA County Board Chairman on County Views? Why don't we get any GA person on County Views? Because we've been looking, as you know, Paddy, you're a wonderful supporter here on the GA especially, and we've looked for people, we've been on to the GA, to give us people who would take part in, in in sport programs across rugby, sports, anything you like, soccer, the whole lot, and the, the, the microphone shy. <clears throat> what should the government do with the surplus tax receipts that have been collected by revenue? Should this surplus be invested? Have the panel any idea regards James Holmes? What should the government do with the surplus tax receipts that are being collected by revenue? Should this surplus be invested? Have the panel any idea, James Holmes, at here? Tom? Well, Pat, All the uh, money we have. Well, we have, you know, I think this is the biggest. <coughs> this, is, this scandal is nearly, is nearly worse than the bank, than the bank, than the bank uh, scandal <coughs> time, you know. Because, like, you have, um, I, I think myself that we have a crowd of gurus above in that Department of Finance that happened to a solitary clue about and you you can take you can include the our good friends in the revenue as well. They, they have there there is there's millions, hundreds of millions of of taxes being paid now by these multinationals. And we're told that they are this is a kind of a, a one self situation. So well there's multinationals in this country for the past 30, 40 years, and maybe longer in some instances, were they paying any taxes at all? They, they mustn't have been, because now, with the, with the, with the legal 15% uh, that they have to pay tax <coughs> imposed by the European Union, there, there's actually there's millions, probably there's actually billions of, of money coming into the exchequer, and it, ha it, it hasn't been forecasted. They didn't know... That was there. They didn't know that that these companies were so profitable. Now they have the money. They didn't know what to do with it. We've talked to a million in the bank in I think some part in Europe that is belongs to the exchequer. They took a court case against that that they didn't want it. The Irish government. I think that was that was over. Was it a Dell situation? Not Dell, but Apple. I think or something. It was an Apple uh, situation. So the people that are running and to listen to Michael McGrath. 
with a lonesome face named Bear telling people that they're going to raise taxes, they have they, they don't know how to build a house, they don't know how to how to run a hospital, they have hundreds of they have billions of money coming in, left, right and centre, they don't know what to do that now. I mean you couldn't you couldn't actually make it up. And 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 and, and the cheek of them to go thinking about raising taxes to people that are that are earning hard earned and and, and hard pressed under the present conditions with energy prices and food prices and every kind of a every kind of a cost down top of the ordinary working man and working woman and fa- and, and and families. I don't know. There, there's some crow and there's no other about it. I have um, a suggestion to make about what they do with the money. They could start by looking after some of the sewerage systems in West Limerick. If Tom left out, uh, what you call it, into the river next to him, if he allowed uh, the effluent to to flow out of his yard from his cattle, they'd be dancing a jig at his door. But if I said to you that there was councils uh, run places in West Limerick that the effluent was flowing into rivers, you'd say to me, are you sure about it? I'm damn sure about it. And I mean, I have a problem with they talking about the having the, all this money to spend. Do you know that in 1950, I could account for at least five different towns in West Limerick that had built houses. Here, Newcastle is an example. There was no shortage of houses because the houses were being built and they were being built on direct labour. Now, they can't all tell me that they all went away to America and went to Australia. There's people out there. We, our country is full of people from uh, Ukraine, is full of people from uh, Poland, different places. All of these people are working here. And I'm damn sure if there was a watch it put out there, there'd be labourers got to do the work <coughs> and tradesmen got to do the work. I can't understand why we have a shortage of anything when we have a plentiness of money. Well, that, Sean, will, will tell you that they'll tell you the incompetence of, of our, first of all, of our civil service, the crowd they want to go on a four-day week, and our government and our government ministers and the, the different departments that are handling, you know, justice. <coughs> we haven't enough of guardie. We haven't enough of, of guard stations. Our, our guardie are not equipped. We haven't enough of nurses. We haven't enough of doctors. We haven't enough of hospital beds. We haven't. Our army is is a laughing stock, and now being like out the left, right, and centre. And they have, you see, in order to do anything, in order to run anything, let it be, let it be a, a, a shop at the corner, a little grocery shop at the corner. You must have competence. You must know what you're doing. And we have successfully over the past. 20, what 20, 40, 50 years have successive governments here that weren't competent. They had no foresight and they were only ducking and diving and watching the next election. And that's what, that's what has reached us, that reached the situation we have now. We, had, we have no man to stand up and say, look, this is what will be done. All of them are up making big, big speeches. We're talking about housing now for nearly seven or eight years. This on our brain. I mean, like, how isn't an embarrassment to any government? Like, <coughs> I mean, I don't know. 
that you, you know I mean there's the house being built there's homelessness there's people being being there's homeless shelters we have we have our our refugees and people that are coming here or for international protection sleeping in tents above the Dublin streets I mean it is unbelievable what's going on in this country and it's due to incompetence and lack of leadership you have to be able to know what you're doing we have a crowd looking over their shoulder talking about Diego talking about nonsense there are talking about about issues above in the doll day after day night after night and there is there is nothing the real issues are not being faced up to are being are being tried to be sorted our hospitals are, are, are falling apart why aren't we employing more nurses why aren't we training more nurses why aren't we training more doctors why aren't we training more guardie should I, I mean we have the money the money's there now they want to put the money into a kind of a fund a rainy day fund the rainy day is here uh, we had the rainy day, like, and, and t- it was here before today. It is here for the last see, 15 Tom, years. All of this comes down to one thing. If you put the doll air on television and you looked, I was very surprised lately and they're discussing a bill. There was nine people in the house. Now, haven't they, have, have, they a, a, a four-day week? Or have they a two-day week? Or have they a day at all to put in or collect their money? Well, that's, that's you, you see, you know? that's, that's the f- effect, Sean, of, of, the, of how the workings of our, of our institution and our national parliament, you know, I mean, see, you see, it's unbelievable the regulations and the rules and the, t- and, and, and the, the amount of time that, 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 that the actual elected I mean, TDs go up there, the backbenchers. I mean, when you hear like the town caller, the last town caller saying, "You have, you, you have, two minutes. You have two minutes now." I mean, like you, you know, when you hear that, and so I mean, in fairness, in that regard, I watch the the actual lockers. I mean, a lot of lockers TV lot and the committees at work, and they're very competent people, but they have no say. You see, the system, again, it's like the GA. It's the system. It's the same with the government. It's the same above at, at, at the cabinet table. The system, you see, doesn't allow now for independence. It doesn't allow for anybody to stand up behind <coughs> because if you do, you're taken out straight away. Just before we move on to the outbreaks there, I men- mentioned the, the, the way the board life is disappearing. But I think it was last Wednesday night going after going home from here as I was driving into the driveway. And I thought at the side of my eye, I, I seemed to see two big leaves or something on my left. So I stopped the car and reversed. And I thought it was this unusual thing. Two hedgehogs nose to nose to each other. Two hedgehogs. So I got out of the car and moved up and one of them took, went left and the other fellow went right. It's unusual, was it? No, they're territorial. They don't move from the area. No. And I'm very good to have them in gardens. Oh, say, absolutely. First class to have them in a garden. Yeah. Anyone that has one of them in a garden, need forget about the slug pellets, you need none of that. Uh, the best thing you ever had inside in a garden. But uh, it amazes me, you were saying about all the different bird life and that, dismissing and that. Well, I don't believe any more. People used to be saying to me, oh, it is overshooting, it is over this, it is over that. It didn't. Outside in your country, you know it, Derry Brian and Derry Gould, if you wanted to run or try the dog and you let him off on the mountain outside in Derry Brian, mm. that dog was either a good dog or he was useless. 
<laughs> there was no in-between. Steve's a good one or a bad one. And there was flux of grouse in it. If, every couple of hundred yards you'd meet a coffee and grouse. still there. There. And they're back. You must be joking. They came along and they rooted and level places for the uh, windmills to be put up. And there wasn't one person opened their mouth about habitat being destroyed. Now, they'd come along and 20 years ago they'd tell Tom, cut that hedge. And now they'd come along they'd tell him, replant that hedge. Sure, I mean, who's cutting who? Sure, how, I many, mean, how many billion, how many billion have the Irish taxpayer paid because of the incompetence of the Derry Brine wind farm project? Tis all, all of what's there is being left and it's not being used. Tis there, so it should be used. And stop wasting money. Tis now, there, folks, yeah. advertising time again. Oh, yeah, so right. we'll go and we'll be back to you shortly. And then I want to talk about hate speech. New builders yeah. come through the doll. And we got a message in there last week from Pat Mack. And indeed, what's the panel's view on the government's hate speech? Will Helen O'Brien, thank you, Helen. You just got in the nick of time there. And another message here from Pat Mack. The day of the Clare Limerick match, there wasn't one match on any channel. <coughs> and they're saying they can't show every match. That was, and, and yet we see under 20s and minor matches on TNG. <coughs> That's what I referred to earlier. There was three weeks in, on the run. That free tear, as they call it, national television stations. Or, the, the, those ones, they had no GAA game whatsoever on those on three weeks in the run. So we'll go to an ad break back to you shortly and then we'll talk about the law on this new bill that's coming in, hate speech. Tom passed comment on it last week and I got a few people's comments that they didn't agree with Tom's version of how he saw it. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 10th of May 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Sean Diffley. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. Now, the law on hate speech. Pat, before we start on hate speech, can I have a quick um, comment on, on your two previous issues there on, on the wildlife industry, you know, because as John has rightly said about it, Derry Bryan and places, well, I, I, I'm in Ballino, Munger, and uh, I have uh, I have uh, a farm there, and uh, they, you have the Bannachyle River flowing and into the Meg, into the Shannon, a haven for a haven for all sorts of wildlife. You had pheasants, duck, you had uh, eagle, egrets, and every type of a, of of, uh, of a, uh, wildlife there. And uh, so, like, now it's a desert, a desert 
for, uh, for wildlife. You have nothing without us there. You, you haven't even mink there now. There's nothing. They're, they're all due to poisoning out of the industrial estate in Raheen. Supported and and encouraged and by the Limerick City and County Council. You said while you were there, Sean, about if anybody had have a problem with their sewerage or with a leakage from a silage pit or any kind of effluent into a river or into a stream or in, into their own land, they're, being, they're not being... They're not being visited. They're being summoned by Limerick City County Council. And inside, in Raheen, in one of the most built-up areas of, 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 the, of the city environs, you have naked pollution there. The wildlife is gone. They're not even in the air. They're not even, the birds aren't even nesting there, up in the trees. It's, it's so bad. I'm sure, and, Tom, that if the, we had a representative from Limerick County Council, City County Council, they'd probably deny what you're saying. But they wouldn't know, Pat, because the Limerick City and County Council... They visit it. I mean, they actually... They do, you Their see, environmental they department. Wouldn't, they wouldn't know what, what wildlife is, Pat. That's what they wouldn't know. And and to make it worse, my brother Willie reported this to Boardwatch Ireland. They have a big programme on every Monday yeah. night. So I think his fellow at Collins, I think he might be from... He's, he's, he's in County Limerick anyway. Here he, He's one of the... And you have a... And they actually, I mean, he reported this, like, and for, for the, you know, I mean, this is, this is, it's an actual fact, an eco-disaster. And it's been, and it's been maintained by Limerick City and County Council and their representatives that sit around the table inside for the past 20, 30 years. But I think, Sean, it's common knowledge that there's raw sewerage going into the River Shannon from many places along the history. Am I right? Yeah, it is, it is common yeah. knowledge. And the biggest perpetrators of it are the councils. And as I said to Tom while ago, after we're here, I'm sure they deny that. And I saw... Sure, I, I saw... I had Sean... I, I had, you, you know, clutches of dogs. See him in the river. Twelve t- little little chicks. You know, pheasants. Yeah. Pheasants. All gone. Nothing at all there. There isn't, there isn't a crane to be seen. I had, I had egrets there. You know, and the egrets there, they're all that plentiful enough in the country now. But, you know, these are cattle egrets. They're the ones from, the, from, the, from America. The white lad. The white, yeah, beautiful boys. Sure he, they were there. Gone. He's <coughs> one of the best things you ever let loose in the farmyard. Yeah, no more yeah, water yeah. flying and rotten in the place. You know, Have you some snipe yeah. down in the Shannon Estuary all the time? I thought I heard snipe. There isn't a whole pile of them there. There's a few. But uh, where I used to do my wildfowling one time, I haven't done wildfowling in four or five years because I see the flocks of widgeon go from 300 widgeon down to five. And when I see that happening, I say to myself, there's something wrong here. And it wasn't overshooting. What do you think is the cause of it? I think that is actually a total change in lifestyle. And whose, life, whose lifestyle? Well, you see, an awful lot of where there's uh, factories and that allowed. Uh, but out in up. out in West Limerick now, out where you're living, that area, there aren't any major factories, is there? Oh God, there is a course, two or three of them. Is there? There is, yeah. But would the farming practices, in, in relation to the corn trick, really, I, I believe it was the farming, change of farming practice from the old house machine where he cut in the middle and went out to the verge that the big, the big uh, silage machines work on the outside and the corn trick ran to the middle and then he chopped up and gone. But can I, can I tell you something now about the corn crack? 
and pheasants have the same. Tom Dell will tell you, if you cut with an ordinary finger bar, yeah. a mowing machine, on a 35 Ferguson, which was the practice up to about 30 years ago, you leave a scribe inside in the middle of the meadow of about six foot wide by maybe 30 foot long. For them, and you yeah. go out with your sheepdog in the evening, you'll find that you'll rise a couple of pheasants out of it. A pheasant or a corncrake will move into the centre and if you leave that and give it a touch next morning, you'll find there'll be none of them inside it. It's the same with the young pheasant chicks, the poles. They'll move into the centre. But you see, it's all about time now and it's about you have to have it done in so many seconds. And you see, it's gone over now that no farmer <coughs> anywhere is doing it on his own. There's nearly all contractors involved. So. And Patrick, like there is no, you, you don't hear a lark anymore. You don't hear no. the curlew, the curlew. No, the skylark, well. they're still in the field, I admire him. They're oh, they're, yeah, they're very, but they're very rare, they're very rare skylark, now as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I but mean... You see, he's the smallest game bird you have. A, 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 so yeah. if you have a pointer or a set of the yeah. one set of lark, yeah. get rid of him, he's no good. Useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was nice to see him going up in the sky and going higher and higher and higher and then you couldn't see yeah. them anymore, you know. No, I, I think myself, like, it's, it's an issue. Sad, like, sad it, it is, yeah, because at home now, like, I mean, even I, I, I see it there, like, where the, where the actual, the gun club now, and, you know, they're a gun club. But now we'll move on yeah. to, we're talking about birds there, I think, some little hitch in the system. Yeah. The law on hate speech. What is hate speech, folks? I think this is worth listening to. Uh, in Irish law, hate speech is any communication is made in public with the intention or likelihood of being threatening or abusive and likely to stir up hatred against people because of their race, colour, nationality, religion, ethnic or national origin, membership, travel, community, sexual orientation. The communication can be spoken, published or broadcast. Communication made in a private residence can that cannot be seen or heard by people outside the residence is not included. The current law on hate speech in Ireland, it says that it is no offence to communicate threatening abuse for insulting material that is intended or likely to stir up hatred against a group of people because of their race, color, nationality, ethnic, etc. members of the traveling community, sexual orientation. The communication can be spoken, written, broadcast. If the person did not intend to store hatred, they can defend a charge by proving that they did not know the content of the material and had no reason to suspect that the material was threatening, abusive or insulting. Private residences. You cannot be convicted of inciting hatred for things you say in a private residence unless the words, behavioural material are heard or seen by someone outside the residence. In other words, they are outside the window listening. You may not be guilty of an offence if you were in a private residence and had no reason to believe that your words, behaviour and material would be heard or seen by someone outside. Who is responsible for broadcast? A broadcast is any transmission that is intended to be received by the general public. If material that is intended to store up hatred or is likely to store up hatred or even if not intended is broadcast, all of the following may have committed an offence. The broadcaster, for example, a TV channel, the people who produced or directed the broadcast. A person who made the threatening or abusive statement, the broadcaster, the producer, director of the broadcast may be able to avoid prosecution if the material was not intended to stir up hatred. They, do, they did not know, had no reason to suspect that the offending material was in the broadcast or they could not have removed the offending material for practical reasons. 
The producer <coughs> or director may also be able to avoid prosecution if they can show they did not know and had no reason to believe that the item would be broadcast or that it would be likely to store up hatred. The person who made the statement may be able to defend their actions if they can show that they did not know and had no reason to suspect that the material would be broadcast or that the broadcast would store up hatred. Any person charged in respectable broadcast can also use the defense of not knowing or not having reason to suspect that the material was threatening or abusive. Preparing or possessing offending material. It is also an offense to prepare or to have in your position any offending written material. I'll read that again. Preparing or possessing offending material. It is also an offense to prepare or to have in your position any offending written material, sound recording or visual images that you or someone else intend to distribute, broadcast, display or publish either in Ireland or abroad. How to report hate speech. You can report hate speech in any of the following ways at your local Garda station by contacting the Garda confidential line, report the hate crime on the Garda website, report racist Pensanic online content and hotline, social media, social media companies, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Lindikin, proposed changes to the law. The current law on hate speech is likely to change in 2023. New laws have been published and will debate in the, the Oireachtas create new laws and crime. Extend the protected characteristics to include gender, including gender identity and expression and disability. Make it an offence to deny or trivialise genocide. A hate crime is any criminal offence which is perceived by the victim or any other person to have been motivated by prejudice based on a person's age, disability, race, colour, nationality, ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation or gender. Ireland does not currently have specific laws to deal with hate crimes. The new law will replace it now. This thing took place in Scotland and there was a very long and heated debate on it. New hate speech laws kicks up a storm in Ireland. Donald Trump Jr. has even taken aim at the proposed legislation, labelling it insane. New laws aimed at curbing hate speech have sparked controversy in Ireland. The updated legislation will create landmark laws to deal with hate crimes, make it no offence to deny or trivialise genocide, and expand protection to include gender identity and disability. Opponents of the Criminal Justice Bill have raised concerns that changes go too far and will stifle free speech. However, defenders say Ireland's current legislation has been outstripped by the internet and contains significant blind spots. Minister of Justice Helen McEntee, who first published the bill currently making his way through the country's parliament, or actors hit back at speech and claim speech would be restricted. Hate speech and freedom of speech are two separate things, with the former designed to shut people up and make them afraid. We are all horrified when we hear of homophobic, racist and other hateful incidents in our country, she said in October. While these repulsive acts of violence and abuse against innocent people have been extensively reported on, we know that some people go about their lives constantly in fear of abuse simply because of who they are. The new law will introduce specific legislation to tackle hate crimes, which it considers intentional or reckless communication and behaviour is likely to incite violence establishing penalties of up to five years in prison. Victims of hate crimes are targeted due to prejudice against their age, ability, etc., etc. It will also make it much easier to secure convictions for hate crimes by allowing prosecutors to rely on the use of hostile slurs, gestures or symbols. So it says it will also make it much easier to secure convictions for hate crimes by allowing prosecutors to rely on the use of hostile slurs, gestures or symbols. 
Critics fear the changes could lead to politically incorrect views being censored, such as those around trans rights. Some public figures have waded into the debate with Donald Trump Jr. calling the new law insane and Twitter boss Elon Musk branding it a massive attack on the freedom of speech. The legislation is long awaited. Ireland currently does not have specific laws to deal with hate crimes, while its laws on hate speech are widely seen as archaic. Archaic existing hate speech laws date back to 1989. This makes it an offence to communicate threatening, abusive, insulting material. However, under this law, a person can defend themselves against charges by proving they did not intend to spread hatred. Their defence can be based on not knowing the content of material, lacking a reason to suspect it was threatening, abusive. The new changes. The new law changes this, making one liable for a hate crime even if they did claim they did not intend it. Others were cautious about the bill. In general, we support those changes as they are designed to make the law more effective. However, we have been advocating to strengthen and make more expressive freedom of expression defences in the bill, and we are advocating against inclusion. They suggested other forms of hate speech which might cause deep offence but do not reach criminal threshold. So basically they say that if somebody feels that they have been offended or insulted in the slur, they can take a case against you, Sean. As simple as that. I'm not so sure that you can take a, a general view <clears throat> of something like that. But I think that all cases, in a case like of slurs and that, they'll have to go into law Jason says hold that there and continue the discussion after the ad break. So we'll back to you shortly, folks. So if you have any comments on that particular one, let us. <coughs> County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 10th of May 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Sean Diffley. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And we were discussing, Sean, we were under hit. That new bill at <coughs> all at the moment, or it's in the middle of something. Mm. Hate speech. Well, uh, I think discrimination against minority groups. I suppose is another way to call it. You know, there is a need for <coughs> to update what we have, but I think we're being over heavy-handed in what they're doing. You know, I mean, maybe I can understand if somebody is attacked in public and given out to in public. But I can also see the difference that if two people are having an argument inside in a private house and that are even in a place, a private enough place, without a crowd watching them, I don't think it's a case like that should end up in court 
people often see, say things in the heat of the moment. And we have to be able to weigh up that too. And I have no problem like with the likes of that being allowed. Some people might be sensitive, Tom, and other people might see an opportunity for a gain out of it. Well, it's a sad situation, Pat, and uh, again, it's an indictment of the current, the current trends, you know, in uh, what's happening. And uh, it's an awful pity. Now, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I would be fully supportive of, of there being a law there against hate speech, because hate speech, we don't need it. It's uh, when it is introduced, it's introduced by people who are who, who aim to, to demean and insult people, let them be whatever, whatever uh, ethnic group they are or whatever nationality they are, colour their skin, their religious, or their religious beliefs. Or why should anybody, why should anybody use hate against those people, against minority groups, or let them, or even no, not even minority groups. You know, people with different sexual uh, orientations and people in different, in different, you know find themselves in the, it's it's very very wrong and I think that that instead of maybe with the actual with introducing I'd be far totally for a new law that those people that carry on like that and use the, that uh, use hate speech as a weapon against minorities and against people with disabilities or in any in any situation that they should be definitely held to account but on the other hand like everything else with with uh, you also need an introduction to the schools and to our education system with young people from the day they go to school and you know from like they should be there should be some system running through our educational curriculum that those little children and young adults and people that are in at various stages of their education should be coached and informed well and explained that this won't do. And that across the board, even in other aspects. And last week, Pat, we had lovely people here from, from uh, Gunnagwila and uh, we spoke to that one of them was a primary school teacher and we asked him about we actually now we, maybe we were before our time here we were asking him about the actual the education system and how we had how it was failing in other words to here it will fail again because it won't be introduced there in the antisocial behaviour with young people again that's that's, a, that's an area where our education system has fallen down completely and it should be I mean, it's not up to the teachers it's up to our system our education system and our government in to ensure that young people coming through the coming through life and starting should be guarded and should be educated against all that kind of carry on we were talking about earlier in the programme but in recent times we have a lot of uh, different minority groups now and colour as well which would be new to the GA involved in GA games now and there is a, a, a bit of an element we had in Carrick and Shore there lately some matches now it was classed as racist abuse anyhow but also we, we have a, 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 quite a number of foreign players shall we say playing even at inter-county level and there was an element of fellas out on the day for maybe half drunk, half sober, 
passing comments that shouldn't be passed. That, but uh, the jokes be passed once upon a time, taken as a bit of fun. It ain't fun anymore. Well, it was never fun, Pat, because I, you know, I mean, it's <coughs> it's intent, it's intent, and it's meant to offend, and uh, it's meant to be derogatory towards the individual or the group of people that that are the recipients of that kind of abuse. And I, I, I would be, I would be totally opposed. To that. And those people that perpetrate that and that carry it out should definitely be punished in some way, I, uh, by by some sanction any, anyway. And therefore, but it's <coughs> going to be a very, very hard bill and a hard law to, to police, you know, or, 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 or police ever can't handle what, what, what they have in their place at the moment themselves. This is another, this is going to be, and this could be very, very big because you could have a lot of complaints and you could have spurious complaints here, Pat, as well. You see, this is the thing about yeah. it. We've had a share of them across the board in different realms. But, I mean, I, I still think that, that people should be aware now that this is not going to be tolerated. And if it dip, if they continue to do it, and you see, you have groups, and, you, and let them be right-wing or left-wing, or that, that, that can choose to be to use strong language and strong descriptions of other nationalities and colours and different religions and they have, they, they have been also allowed to operate here with impunity and that's something that we have to, to not to tolerate anymore. You, but, know, you see, I think that even on the plane pitch, if <laughs> you use any of these slurs towards people about colour or about creed or anything that way, just to antagonise the person, of course, you're right, Sean. No, I mean, <coughs> you want, if a fellow was useless, they probably never opened their mouth to him. Yeah. But if he's anywhere athletic and he's good at his job, we'll, we'll bring him down. But I remember being inside at a particular <coughs> monster match inside in rugby. And the man was taking uh, a watch called, he was taking a free, a free kick. Okay? Penalty, yeah. So the penalty was being taken and a fella behind our back booed anyway. Yeah. If he did, I was delighted when I see the reaction of the crowd. The crowd turned around and ate him yeah. and told him, as long as you're coming here to Dorman Park, you'll never again do that. Yeah. And shot him straight away in the spot. But to and see I think Sean, that was the yeah. greatest lesson yeah. for that fella to know that it wouldn't be tolerated from him. But you see, Sean, and Pat has said it there already now, you see, in in sport in particular, you can have the abuse can come from off the field, from supporters, that are, some of them can be half drunk, <coughs> more of them, but the worst of all, it comes from within the actual pitch itself and players. And I've, I have always, I, I've had a lot of teams, <coughs> excuse me, I've had a lot of, had a lot of teams, and the first, my first debate or my first instruction to to, to my players would, would was always at club, inter county level, don't ever ever use any kind of language or abuse or insult to an opposing player, an official, or a referee or someone. Now a quickie comment, lads, because we want to play uh, Sean Keane of the Chieftains passed away during the week, so we want to pay a bit of a tribute to him. And we, we just a quick comment here. 
Pat, what are the panel's opinion on the recent attack on the prison officer regards Sean O'Dea from Kappa? Well, that was it yesterday, I think it happened, was it? Oh, shocking incident, Pat. It's, it's absolutely our, <coughs> our prison officers do a great job under constant threat. This was a very serious incident again. And, and it, it goes to show the type of criminality and the violence that's been used that is in existing in our country at the moment with the drug gangs and the criminals like the, that are there. And we, only t- we can thank RT for that great show on Sunday night and that shows you the actual violence that's been perpetrated um, in, in, in our cities and yesterday I was also shocked to, see it, for to hear that there are four gangs in Sligo Four gangs in Sligo. That, that shocking as well. And I heard it was just. Did, did you pass? Not one, but four of them. Four gangs four in Sligo, and it it it's a reflection of our law and order situation, of our justice department, and it and the actual the way that when you look at that, and you can see how many gangs there's in Dublin, they're in they're in Limerick, they're in Drogheda, in Dundalk, Cork, Waterford, everywhere, and. They're there with impunity, and so does we have a breakdown in our justice and law and order system in this country. It's a shocking indictment to hear that just order over the national areas. But it's good to hear it, Pat. My what you're going to take in the whole situation is it is very hard for any prison officer to do his job <laughs> or to go in and challenge any of these guys when you have maybe two or three to sell. You can't go in and challenge anyone on your own. But they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't know, have to show. But it's totally wrong because they've been expected to do this. Yeah, but and they're, and again, they're understaffed and they're overworked. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're overworked and they, they don't appear to have a voice either. You know, I mean, their association has, hasn't come out and protected them, but there are not enough of them there. And their training and their and their equipment and the whole lot leaves an awful lot to be desired. Oh, again, again, that's a shocking indictment of our government as well. But I mean, if, if, if you're hard enough to go in and turn your back, you can expect to get a few clips. Well, you, you, well you'll be lucky you know. if you expect to get a knife in your back as well. Yeah. So that's about it, folks. I think we have this song is coming up on the Chieftains. Tom, you're very familiar with it. Two of you are fairly familiar with the Chieftains if you want yeah. a, a minute each, and then the song will play us out to the end. You can try, and we've lost, we've lost some, yeah. some tremendous. Uh, traditional players over the past year, two years, you know. Sean Keane was a great exponent of the fiddle. His brother James Keane is, a, is also a magnificent accordion player, basically based in America. And, uh, you know, he was part of the Chieftains. The Chieftains were, you know, were, uh, they're, they're, his, they're historic and they're brilliant. And they were, you know, they're Paddy Maloney like, and, um, you know, they, they served. The, the Irish tradition and the traditional music of this country, they served it well all over the world. They were very popular and brilliant musicians, and he'd be a sad loss. And, you know, but he, he, he had been ill, I think, for a while. I'd said that the last time I saw him on television, though, was probably for Biden's thing, and by God, he, he was well able to play. That man is a beautiful player. But then again, he comes from a great tradition, because within the Kellys and all that particular lot, uh, you know, you're talking about Kjoltori Cool and you're talking about uh, the likes of Sean O'Reader's groups and that. Japers like these people produce great music. So that's it, so folks. So my thanks to Sean Diffley and Tom Ryan for 
fine, excellent panellists. And I'm surprised at the large amount of calls we got in tonight because I thought it was a nice one there on television that would be taking many of our usual people away from us. And our thanks, of course, to Jason Smith. And we welcome him back from the high, the high skies over foreign places that they are landed down safely again from the highs. So we'll go out now, folks, and finish tonight. We'll be back to next Wednesday night. And it's the Chieftains and the March the High Kings. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limbic 102 FM on the 10th of May 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Sean Diffley. Join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion... County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.